<laughs> this is the Vukcast. It's a number one. <laughs> After me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Vukcast. It's episode number 149. My name is Stephen. I'm the host. Um, with me today is a bunch of other people. Um, one of them is James. Hello again, James. Hello, everyone. I am like Tinkerbell. If you forget about me, I'll die. But more fat and less magic. <laughs> That's James. Um, That's, yep. <laughs> um, and we have, um, gosh, I don't know, Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Hi, I'm alive and here. I was trying to think of a title, but I couldn't. Um, and your friend and mine, Troy. Hello. Howdy. Um, so, yeah, that's that's who's here. So, we're just going to jump right into the news, everything interesting that's happened uh, around Nintendo for the last fortnight or so. Um, firstly, there's a new character that's been announced for ARMS, if if anyone's interested in that. Uh, the information I've been able to glean is that in Japan is called DNA Man, but that's not a cool enough name for us, so we have to call him Helix in the West. I'd prefer DNA Man. It's actually um, strange. I don't think any of the ARMS characters have different names between regions, do they? I mean, that, that, that's not a not thing that Nintendo usually does with their characters. Well, they are now. Um, but yeah, he can twist his body around because he's a helixy, twisty, dual helix thingy DNA man. Um, and he can crouch, and apparently no one else can crouch, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, does, is this interesting to anybody? <laughs> I, I like how like, the first round of ARMS characters were sort of all very generic. Like there was, you know, the the ninja guy, the big hulking, smashy guy, and then. The punchy like, man. Yeah, and then it's the. Um, the, the dragon noodle girls like, oh, okay that's different and now it's like here's a weird blob thing that can sort of like do weird dodges out of the way and like extending body uh, like extending his torso and all that stuff so I, I sort of you know it, it's showing that there's going to be a lot more to arms than sort of was initially revealed I imagine I think there's at least people sort of guessing at least another three characters so I'm hoping they're all sort of more bizarre and weird stuff as well Hopefully. I don't know. I'm looking at... I watched the trailer for the new Helix character, and it just struck me as... I couldn't quite work out what ARMS was reminding me of, and it is the the weird 3D brawler Naruto games that I don't could never quite work out how to be good at. So I hope I can work out how to be good at ARMS if I play it. That's what I, mean, I felt like about Pokemon Pokemon as well. or um, yeah. Dragon Ball are a bit like that as well. Yeah, what were you saying, James? No, I just said that the, I felt, felt the same way about... Pokemon or Pokemon tournament, like I just don't, mm. they don't grab my attention. But maybe they will one day. We'll see. Um, any other thoughts, Troy? No, nothing in particular. Cool. Well, that's arms. Um, and probably the most interesting and weird, out of nowhere piece of news for the last that was a couple of days ago. This happened. Um, so, you know, hot on the heels of the best-selling Nintendo Switch. The new Nintendo 2DS XL has been announced. It is a... It's a 2DS, but it has the processing power of a new 3DS. It doesn't have a 3D screen, but it does have the clamshell form factor. The top screen kind of looks like a phone bolted onto the bottom of a 3DS. Uh, it's got all the Amiibo scanning built in. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. So the second nubbin? Oh, yes. Yeah, the C-Stick. Um, and yeah, it's coming out June fifteenth for one hundred ninety nine dollars Australian. Do Why? we know, have any theories? 
I mean, Nintendo have said like the the 3DS line is going to be around for a long time, or for a, like a while. And I mean, part of me thinks this is obviously you know they haven't just made this up in like the last week. They've designed and manufactured it, so this has been in the works for a while, and it was probably like a just in case the Switch doesn't do well sort of thing. Maybe along the lines of like the Game Boy Micro. I don't know if it's. I I feel like this. It's really weird. I don't know if it's a, like, in case the Switch doesn't do well kind of thing, but, like, I would say, people are like, what about 3D? And it's like, well, n- I'm pretty sure the last three major games didn't even use 3D, did they? Yeah, like, I'm pretty it, sure it's been didn't. a while since, like, the last couple of 3DS games that I've reviewed just didn't have 3D in them. They yeah, just didn't like, even have the option. Well, it's weird. Like, Super Mario, Mario Maker 3DS. Mario Maker, yeah. Um, and then, what else? Pokemon, I think Pikmin um, doesn't. Sorry? Yeah, Pokemon barely does, yeah. No, Pik- Pikmin doesn't. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, that's true. Um, So, like, I, f- I feel like this is, like, more or less, like, 3DS kind of... It's so interesting, because the 3DS came out when 3D was kind of emerging, kind of, but didn't really take off. Um, You know, it had the price cut and all that, and then mm. now 3D's kind of dead, and I, I feel like the 3DS, the name is... It's not really a name anymore. <laughs> well, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... 3DS well, really isn't relevant anymore. As just much. the name of this thing in general is like the new 2DS XL and it's like you've just really screwed up the naming conventions with this system it just like it it, it you know I'd imagine someone goes into a store and it's like oh I want to buy a 3DS well, we don't have any 3DS we've got a 2DS oh no I want the 3DS sorry and just, I think just... sort of my theory around it is I don't, know, I don't know if this has any like semblance of realism but to me, if I'm looking to buy, if I want to buy a new system that's Nintendo, but the Switch is too expensive, I would imagine that the new 3DS XL is probably close enough to the Switch price that it, you'd think, well, maybe I could just save up and buy a Switch. Whereas this is you know, less than half the price of a Switch. So you'd think, well, if I want to jump into the 2DS, 3DS library now, I've got piles of probably very cheap games to play. I don't have to wait for the drip feed of the next you know year or so of games to come out for the Switch. Like I, I don't think I would ever do it, but if you were wanting to get into it now, it kind of reminds me of the like PS One Mini model and you know just a lot of the end of generation sort of slim price down versions that come out with a lot of well, systems again like the Game Boy Micro. Yes, yeah, um, that's another example. And, and I think and I, like with the lack of three D, like Nintendo's really pushing it. Well, it seems to be pushing it as you know, as with the two DS, a system for younger gamers. Um, and I think like, like the whole, you know, the on the 3DS, um, you know, the box, it's like 3D not to be used by kids under the age of seven or something because it could damage their eyes. And I think that really hurt a lot of the momentum Nintendo had coming from the DS to the 3DS line. So I think for me, like if, if I was in the market for a 3DS right now, like this is the one that I would want. I would, I kind of wish this was a 3DS I could have bought when the new 3DS XL came out. Like, as yeah, I said, I barely I, use 3D. I agree. And I think, I don't know, I just feel like, and I, I think I disagree that it's probably marketed, this one's marketed towards kids. Like, I think it's past that sweet spot for parents who want to buy stuff something for their kid. And the hinge to me is just so, 
that hinge looks so flim like not flimsy, but you know, it just seems so prone to like doesn't look kid tested parent it approved. Doesn't, yeah, whereas the two DS is like throw it at a wall and drop a coffee table on it, it will still probably yeah. work, you know? Um <laughs> And like, like I think the-, the to me it looks like the two DS you buy if you don't want to look like you have a child's toy that you're playing. Yeah. And I like I actually like the look of the two DS. I think I mean it could be designed to look a little bit sleeker, but I like the the idea behind it. It is sort of going back to the original Game Boy, like just a solid, you know, as you said, throw it against the wall sort of thing. Um, I mean, I kind of would have liked to have seen a 2DS with a um, with a the C stick and all the um, you know amiibo function, all that added to it. Uh, but yeah. well, now um, you have this one. Um, what was the? Oh, my my favorite thing about the whole design is. They've finally gotten rid of the screen scratching issue. Have they? Well, you look at the way the um, the, like, like on the every other 3DS model, the bottom screen is slightly raised up a bit from the actual console. There's sort of like the the edging around it, and that rubs on the top screen. But whereas on the new 2DS XL, it, it's not raised up. The actual screen sort of lower than the actual sort of system. Oh, yes, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Well, it's and, something that they'd have to fix, really. Yeah, I wish they'd have fixed it. Like, my my yeah. original 3DS had that problem. My um, new 3DS has that problem. Like, the, I have to have, like, a glass uh, lens cleaning cloth between the screens just to stop any more damage getting to it. Um, like, like, that, to me, has been one of the biggest oversights with the 3DS, and it's sort of annoying that it's taken five years for them to go, oh, we'll fix that now. Um yeah, um, and also there's a special limited edition Dragon Quest model coming out in Japan, which looks really cool. Yes, That's, that looks very nice. It's it's a weird model. time for it, but I guess you've got the Dragon Quest uh, um, 8 or 9? Uh, 11. Which one? 11 is coming out this year. And that's the thing, like, like, the 3DS isn't dead in Japan. It's, like, got that coming out, um, a mobile phone going off for it. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. The, the, I, I, and I did, you know, I did my my little article on the website earlier this year. Like the 3ds has a good year ahead of it. Um, I do kind of wish just everything was on the Switch instead, but you know, if I have to get by my 3ds, I will. Yeah. Um, well, that's probably about all that we have to say about the new 2ds XL. And since we're not super long in, we're just going to jump right the heck into the games we've been playing. Um, Troy's been relatively quiet, so we'll start with Tumbleseed because I know that he's had a and it had some time to be playing around with it. I'm, I think he's written a review for it so far. Am I, am I right? Yeah, I just written a review tonight. Cool. Um, so, yeah, if you wouldn't mind, let us know, yeah, what you thought of it. Give us some ideas. It's unlike anything else I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. I know that that's an ambiguous... <laughs> yeah, give it's, us some more details. <laughs> it's basically you're a little seed and you roll... And you have this vine that kind of lifts the seed up up the screen, but you can raise or lower each side of the vine. So you basically create like an incline, and the seed will roll down it, and you use that to move it left to right or across the screen to avoid holes and enemies. And yeah, yeah, sort of. I've seen a little bit of it played, and sort of from the trailers as well, it sort of looks like that's. It's sort of very challenging to get things or get your seed to the top of the screen. And is is there much more to it? Like, does it, as you get further in, are there more elements introduced or anything? Yeah, well, it's a roguelike. So everything is um, randomly, well, procedurally generated as you go along. 
Okay. Um, there's power-ups and stuff, but they all rely on this specific tile that shows up on the screen. And depending on which seed or ability you roll over it with, that that's what it will do. So you're kind of limited. So like the default seed, when you roll over one of these tiles, it'll create a checkpoint. And then there's another seed that uh, if you collect four of them, you'll get another heart. Or you have crystals, which are like the currency of the game. And then, you know, you roll over three of them with the crystal one and you get crystals. Okay. So you have to try and juggle all of these elements. Um, you can even have, like, thorns to kind of protect you from enemies. So it's, it's just like a, a weird management because you can't create these tiles. They're just there. And once you use them once, that's it. Okay. So there are so many times when I'm like, oh, crap, I need hearts. But if I don't put a checkpoint here and I fall into a hole, bad things will happen. Okay. So, um, like, is it, I know that with most roguelikes sort of, it really has to have that super, like compelling hook to keep you coming back, you die and you don't want to feel like, oh no, I've lost everything. You want to be like, I want to do better next time. Do you think this had the similar sort of hook to it, do you think? I think it's just the unique um, uh, movement of it. It's really hard to explain because it throws you in the deep end. It, It doesn't really hold your hand. I had to figure out a lot of things on my own. Like, it will tell you what things do, but it doesn't really give you the context on when it's a good time to use them. Okay, yeah, that's a very sort of Binding of Isaac sort yeah. of idea as well. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of good roguelikes do. It's like, you know, you won't... For, for better or worse, like, you you don't know if what you're about to get or use is a good thing or a bad thing, and it's all about you need to... Like, that's how progression works in these games, is it's not not so much the skills that you get, but it's like what you remember of your previous playthrough yeah because there were a lot of things that are just insta deaths which does Mm -hmm. kind of frustrate me because i'm collecting hearts and then i get to the second stage which is surprisingly hard to do i've only done it like five or six times um and i've only got to the third stage once and there's five stages apparently yikes and i'm playing a lot i think i'm on like my 50th life or something like that it's it's brutal. It's just one of those things that's practice makes perfect. Um, remember Doodle Jump? Yep. Yes. It's kind of like that sort of mentality where you just have to keep trying and then you start learning the specific nature of the, the movement and where guess, enemies so would typically show jump, up. Do you play it with tilt controls or is it like more standard controls? So it's with analog sticks. So the left analog stick oh. will control the left side of the vine and then the right analog stick, the right side of the vine, and you can control okay. them independently. And I'm guessing there's a lot of like momentum and stuff going on with like rolling and yeah. if you raise up one side, you, you've still got a bit of momentum sending you the other way before it swings back. Yeah, the inertia screws you over a lot. So I found like the best way to... If you feel like you're going to roll into a hole because of inertia, just lower the entire thing or raise it depending on if the hole is higher or lower. Okay, yeah, so I guess you could use that as a... Yeah, I didn't really even think of that. So you can lower one side of the vine a whole bunch to kind of avoid stuff without having to roll over it. Or you can just, like, raise or lower both sides at the same time, and that's a good way of just 
Yeah, you, you get you have to play a lot to kind of get the idea of what speed it will roll at at certain inclines and yeah. yeah. So how's the um, difference between each playthrough? Like, is each sort of level each first like the first stage? Is that always pretty much the same sort of look and feel, or is there enough variation in it? It's mostly just what kind of enemy show up. Okay. Um, there, there's a lot of different enemies. Like, there's a spider that'll just jump around the place and try and jump on you. Um, there are these. That it always took me by surprise. There's a like a mole type enemy that will create holes, and okay. it'll just kind of make a dark circle on the ground. So if you're not paying attention, that'll screw you up. There's like an enemy that'll hide in a hole. So even if you skirt around the hole, it'll come up and then explode and damage you. And that's really frustrating. <laughs> There's just a lot of different kinds of enemies. Some of them will just, like, fly around and try to follow you. You can use the thorns to kind of damage them. I think there's okay. 30 other seeds you can collect, but those ones will reset every time you die. Oh, okay, right. So you're pretty well starting from scratch every time, just only with your you know, knowledge of how the game works. You start with the four better. basic seeds. Yeah. Which are like your checkpoint one, your crystal hunt, your heart one, and your thorn one. Okay. But then you'll get seeds that'll like uh, attack left to right or up and down. There's one that'll create a storm that'll fill in the holes with water so that you won't fall in. Uh, there's a lot of different ones and they all just, okay. you can make traps like that shoot out poison gas if an enemy rolls over them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, a whole lot to it by the sounds of things. Anyway, it's hard. I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested <laughs> in getting this. Um, I think it's out tomorrow. Yep. Or something on the eShop. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm getting into roguelikes, and it's nice to think that's not just Binding of Isaac or you know, Rogue Legacy or whatever. Spelunky. Spelunky's pretty fun. It's I've never played Spelunky. I think I've got it on Vita, but I've not actually played it, um, which is a shock. Me buying games and not playing them. Um, yes. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I guess speaking of things that have come out on the eShop, uh, there's a game that's come out on the eShop but hasn't come out physically in Australia yet, which is a bit weird, but if you want it, it's nice. Um, Puyo Puyo Tetris. I know that I've played it because I reviewed it for a mysterious other site, and James <laughs> reviewed it for us. Um, and I'm, I know that Daniel's played it at least for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Well, yeah, actually a bit did... longer because I do have the Vita version, which I've played for all of five minutes. So we're looking at 15 ah. minutes all up then. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. So did you want to take the lead on Puyo Puyo, uh, James? Um, not, yeah. So, <laughs> Surprise. Uh, um, yeah, that's no, good. It's way better than I thought it would be. I think the price is still a little bit, maybe a bit like, mm, like I'm not sure if a lot of people will be able to justify it, especially in the day of handheld games. And I know that... and I mean, mobile gaming and stuff, but it's a really fun game. Um, it's it's definitely better if you've got at least someone to play it with. Um, yeah, just definitely. Just like one, one other person, because um, that just makes that, you know, the, the throwing the junk and stuff over from one side to the other is just adds, like, a much more, like, active element to it, I guess. Yeah, and like it works reasonably well online as well. Like I've and you know, I've played with you and a couple of other people online, and it's you know, whether I'm playing locally or internationally, it can never really notice any lag or anything, which is kind of expected for a Tetris or Puyo Puyo game. But it's nice yeah, that it works it, really nicely. It's very. But that being said, like 
like I said to you before, like Ubisoft stuffed up Tetris, so it's very possible that <laughs> yes, that's true. Someone it's possible else could. to screw it up. Um, but yeah, it's a um, it's a really good game. It's it's really fast paced. Uh, when we played three player the other night, like I just thought that was nuts. Like it's it just becomes so <laughs> much more frantic than playing even just. And like, there's a whole other. bunch of different modes. Like aside from just you know choosing Puyo Puyo or Tetris, you can choose like there's a mode that fuses them together. So you're kind of playing both at the same time, and it's a little bit weird and melts my brain. Um, there's... See, see, I mean, I think a lot of us, like most of us, are, are good at Tetris. But it's the Puyo Puyo side that sort of throws a bit um, us off a bit, and even though they're both puzzle games, they're so different. And just trying to think of how that they would work. I mean, I get like the mode you and I played, Stephen, where you're sort of switching between the two. But mm, how does swap that work? Is great fun. At, how does that work at the same time? So basically, like what happens is is the Tetris blocks. There, you can, if you smash them down on top of the Puyos. Puyos, sorry. Um, it'll go through them because the Puyos are soft, but the Tetris blocks are hard. Does that make sense? So, like, you yeah. can, you can like push stuff underneath the Puyos by using Tetris blocks. Um, it sounds really weird, but when you see it in action, it makes sense, kind of. Yeah, it does take a bit to sort of when it clicks, you kind of get it. I'm still. I don't know that I'm very good at it, but I kind of understand how it works at least after a couple of games. It's because like like Tetris is very sort of sounds weird. I want to say like Tetris is almost very mathematical. It's just like you you know you you're sort of just fitting pieces together and trying to set up the big Tetris combos, um, and you you sort of can get into a good rhythm with it. Um, whereas Puyo Puyo was more about trying to plan ahead and set up combos and you know, like, set up a row, um, like, so that when you clear these lines, the blocks above, like, the blobs above it will fall down to clear another combo. Yeah. Yeah. It requires um, a lot of planning ahead. It's so frustrating. Like, I actually hate it. It's, you just, you set up the most perfect, like, like, you know, chain of events, then the person you're playing against gets a combo, and then they block everything off, and then it's all over. Like, it's It's so frustrating, but it's so, it is, it's, Really good. But I, I had a lot of Puyo Puyo experience because I played, wrote Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine as a kid, like, non-stop. Like, I finished it. I, I don't know how, because it looks really hard. <laughs> I watched a playthrough the other night, but... So I had some familiarity with it, but it is. It's just so hard. I don't know if my brain's worse already, like... <laughs> but my... I was... Yeah, I don't know. It's just really hard to get, get your head around it all, whereas, yeah, Tetris is a bit easier. I think it's a good way if you're like probably most of us here more familiar with Tetris than Puyo Puyo. Like it's a really good way to get into it. Like I would have never bought a standalone Puyo Puyo game, but now I kind of, you know, it's got some tutorial videos which are reasonably useful, and now I kind of know how it works. And you know, the swap uh, swap mode that we tried, Daniel, like it's a really good way to sort of you can have your tetris side as a safety net of sorts and if you're really screwing up on the puyo puyo side it'll swap and then you're fine but then you're sort of constantly anxious about swapping back to the puyo side that's going to just fall over at any moment it's it's annoying because like you know you're setting up a like you're just a couple of blocks away from setting up this awesome tetris and then it's like no come on quickly quickly and then it like slips swaps over to the Puyo side and it's like shit fuck okay now what, what was I doing before um um okay and then I do this and then I'm about to set this combat and then it switches back and it's like no just stop but for then five you've got minutes. your Tetris combo to yeah. to um jump back to but also you can um 
I don't know if we did when we were playing, but you can change how long the um, like period is between swapping between the different games. So you know you can choose to stay in one a little bit longer, but you know it's I, I think s- the default's nice. I will say the way we were playing it um, on the um, tabletop mode, and because of puzzle games like that, you seem you tend to not blink as much. Yes. Just 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 because your eyes are you know you want to focus, and then you're not blinking, and then you're sort of looking at that screen which has been made even smaller because it's trying to fit two playfields on there, and it's like, well, I think after ten minutes I'm like, yeah, can we just take a break for a bit because my eyes feel <laughs> like they're about to explode because burnings too much concentration on small yeah. things but you know but yeah. it, was, it was a lot of fun I, I don't i mean i'm waiting for the physical release to come out because which not? is may 12th at last check so another yeah. almost two weeks oh, it'll give me something to hold out until street fighter which i'm not buying that thing um but yeah and i mean i think that if you like either of the games and you would be willing to spend 60 dollars on a tetris game or a puyo puyo game then it's a good way to get into the other one. That's probably the the biggest thing I came away from with this game is, you know, I had no idea how to play Puyo Puyo and now I have two good fun games Has to play. Has anyone played the story mode yet? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> really? Is it that bad? It's so... It's not bad. It's just like <laughs> you think about, you play it and you're sitting there and there's these fully voiced cutscenes, and you're like, where this effort could have been put somewhere much more useful. Like... It just makes no... The story just makes no sense. It's... It's just, like... It's just not good. Like, it's so strange. Like, I I find that it's similar to Bomberman, where, like, you didn't really need a story, but they've gone ahead and done it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. But, I don't know. I just think it was... It, that feels like a little bit of a waste of time, and I wouldn't buy this game if you wanted to buy it just for yourself. Like, I would only buy it if you can to play with someone else. Yeah, I think I agree. Like, like I, I've had so much fun with it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't mind the story mode, but it's really just something there to give you something structured to do by yourself. Like, it's more interesting maybe than just AI fights, possibly. But um, yeah, the the cutscenes and the characters. It's really gonna be up to your taste as to whether the like ultra cute cutscenes are gonna be fine with you or not. It's not to your taste to anybody's taste because it's just so bad. <laughs> I yeah I didn't mind it but yeah uh, I can I can no. see how pe- <laughs> you know me um but yeah you could kind of see how uh, some people might not be all cool on it but yeah the story mode is not really an important part of it anyway I don't think yeah no it isn't it's just I don't know maybe so, yeah. like another another mode could be cool to have instead of that well you but... look at like um Tetris DS and just how many extra modes that had and that was like... see I never played I've never played like a retail Tetris game before this and I know that Tetris DS was quite popular um really you've not played Tetris DS no everyone seems <sighs> to really like it but well it was probably yeah. another point where you didn't want to spend sixty dollars on a Tetris game at that time. I was also, like, really poor. I would have been, you know, jobless back... Well, not jobless, but, you know, casual employee back then, so... But, yes. Money. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, speaking of money, it costs you some money to buy Mario Kart 8 again if you <laughs> want to do that. Well, no, that's... <laughs> um, that, that was... I, we actually planned that. Yeah, we're totally all about that. Um, But, yeah, yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's Mario Kart 8, but slightly better, and it's on the Switch. Um, Has everyone been playing this, I'm guessing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I know James so, has been playing James, it somewhat. How, how's uh, Mario Kart 8 going for you? 
I had a meltdown on Twitter. I think it was last <laughs> week, <laughs> where I just realised that I didn't like. I don't like Mario Kart. Um, so I, I think you've it. always been sort of like even. You know, it, no, I have. See, yeah. see, some people are paying attention, but um, <laughs> he's consistent. I, yeah, I don't know. I've never liked. I've just never liked Mario Kart. I've always, I've never understood it. Learned, no, I mean, I don't understand the appeal. Like, I, I don't, I don't think I know how to play it properly. I think that's my problem. Um, because I've never been good at it. Like with Smash Bros, with any Nintendo game, I can usually like come out on top. But with Mario Kart, no matter what I do, it's so hard. <laughs> like well, it's like when we were all playing on on Friday, and I joined in that game late, and then I just like you were coming in last all the time, and I'm like, wow, he's, he's not wrong. Yeah, way to rub it in. Yeah, nah, but... I dude, <laughs> I was not doing much better. I was like coming, you know, seventh for eighth, but I'm like, oh, to be fair, that night I was like half asleep. Like I fell asleep two races in two races <laughs> completely as well. So it was a big day. Just Luigi's just off in the corner driving into the wall. Or, I don't yeah, know literally. Is, no, that was what was happening. But I played a bit more today, and I've I'm picking it up a bit more, and it's okay. But I just can't play it for as long as everyone seems. Like people seem to play it for like three to four hours at a time, and I just can't do that. I, I could play Smash for that for that long, but I just feel like this is so, like it's great, and I've always like I've always, I thought Mario Kart Eight was great as well, and I, it still is. But I just don't see that that psychotic. I've never been able to not understand a fan base as much as this one. Does that make sense? Like the appeal and all of that. Um, yeah. I mean, are you into racing games? No, but that's probably it. But I mean, I'm not Actually, into racing but... games either. But Mario Kart's its own thing for me. <laughs> I remember enjoying Crash Team Racing, which makes me wonder, like, have I always been a PlayStation person inside and I just didn't realise until now? <laughs> mm. um, but <laughs> Secrets m- out. Maybe if I went back and played that, I'd feel the same Did way. Did you like I Mod think... Nation Races? No. Or PlayStation All-Stars. Nah, but um, <laughs> it, I I think that what I've got to, I've just got to learn like the intricacies of it because you know I'm still at that you know year four level where you just race around the track and use items. Do you know what I mean? There's no um like drifting and stuff. And like stuff. I'm so like I've got to really like learn all that the tech. I guess is the what you would call it. Um, and maybe then I'll enjoy it a bit more because I can start winning a bit more. And I think I started picking that up today a lot more. But I look forward to seeing you improve. <sighs> Why can't they just put Smash Bros. on the Switch? Like, <laughs> I my friends can play I, I, that. I don't disagree. I, I don't want to get sidetracked, but I don't think that's coming out this year. I think that's going to be next year. We'll find out one day. Anyway. Well, um, um, they, um, they want ARMS to be the, the fighting game of the year, and having Smash in the same year might kill... Yeah, well, it's nice to want things, isn't it? With that. Um, I mean, you can fight in Mario Kart because there's a battle mode in this one now. So I haven't tried mode battle is... mode either. Haven't and you? I think I loved battle mode. Well, no, because I've only played it with you guys and you guys never oh, picked battle mode. Fair enough. I just want to race. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> I actually enjoyed battle mode. I, I, I remember not really giving a crap about it, but that was back when you couldn't really play it online. But playing it now, it's like, oh, this is, you know, I'm actually having a bit of fun with this and, you know... Just when you've got a good match going and you're like using the the leave the the feather to jump over people, um, and steal balloons and stuff, it's just like, a there lot of fun. Retro maps in battle. There are some, yeah. There's um Luigi's Mansion from the GameCube one and uh, Battle uh, Course uh, One from Super Mario Kart. I think so there's no sixty-four one, ones. There? Yeah, no block four, no donut. That surprises me. It really like, does. Like oh, there's um, there's Woohoo Island from um, from the 3DS from one. 
Oh, right. More like Hoo Island. Well, yeah, and, and, and you know what's actually funny about that is there's no me's in that stage. It's all the um, Island Delfino, like, stupid, big palm Them tree guys. guys. Which, which I find just, you know, because it was a me stage, um, but now there's like, oh, no, we're sort of reskinning it as a Mario-esque stage it's now. totally totally confirming mario sunshine re-release you heard it here first um oh, no, i, I just, think yeah. i think um mario kart 8's battle mode it's more enjoyable to me than battle mode has been for a while like i remember not really getting into it in double dash just because it seemed like especially the luigi's mansion level it seemed too big for the amount of people that could play in it and um like this one i think you can have a full complement of 12 people in a battle arena or maybe it's eight. I don't know. It's a lot. Twelve. It, that would be nuts. Yeah, it's kind yes. of ridiculous. There's always someone or something oh happening. It's a bit like crazy. Do but you I love still it. have like when you die? Because I've only ever played Battle on sixty four. Do you still have like when you die, you become a bomb? Oh, no, I don't actually just, know. You just get five balloons again. I think like three. you lose points oh. for getting knocked out. But... You get three balloons. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I kind of want to be a bomb, but. I guess yeah, that was the funnest bit. <laughs> just going around spitefully hitting other people. Yes. But, like, um, I've... At the new modes, or I don't, I don't think they're completely new modes. I think they were in Double Dash as well. But, like, uh, Shine Thief, like, where you sort of one person has the shine and you hit them to knock it off and steal it from them. Sort of a keep-away kind of game, which is pretty fun. And uh, Coin Runners, where it's basically whoever has the most coins at the end wins and there's a limited amount of coins, so you have to hit other people and steal their coins and hope you come out on top. Yeah, it's pretty good fun to sort of, you know, not just be in standard battle mode the whole time. It's a nice thing to rotate between all of them. Yeah, cool. I would love to play it one day. I promise we could play it one day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, do we have any other Mario Kart 8 thoughts before we wrap that up? Smart scaring is broken. Ah, yes, we saw your tirade. Yeah, it's actively steering you away from shortcuts when you're already committed to them. Oh, smart steering, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was playing with that for an hour before I realised what it was. (laughs) I was like, what's this beeping antenna? And then I was like, "Oh." oh. I see the appeal of it, but it was really annoying when... You know Toad Harbor, how it's got that jump over the barge right at the yeah, uh, yeah, starting like line? right towards the start. I was, like, on the ramp, and it's like, oh, actually... And it steered me hard right into the wall and then braked, and I just couldn't do anything. So that's why I was saying it was broken. Just got to turn it off, I guess. Yeah. But the fact that it's on by default. Yeah, that's what that's... I'm worried about. I just want a mode that does everything for me. Like, I just say to my Switch, hello, I'd like to play... <laughs> in a car that turns well and then for the switch to know which what I mean by that and then to just it, all to work you just need Cortana for the switch yes or like it'll just be Princess Daisy or that weird girl from Nintendo Land Monita oh yeah um, Nintendo Land person robot yeah. whatever but yeah cool so yeah smart steering's weird but it's there if you have a, a younger brother like I guess it's kind of the equivalent of you know letting your sibling play but not plugging in their controller because they don't know what they're doing at least this way they can you know look like they're playing you can turn on steering and acceleration and they can feel like they're having a fun time yeah it just don't try to take shortcuts with it yeah like don't, use don't, play, don't use it if you don't have any need for it yeah Make sure you and turn it just off. know just know that it's on by default because i didn't and i'm wondering what the hell's going on in Toad harbor 
I know, you know, it, it's graphically not that much different, but man, it just still looks so good. Yeah, it's no, really it's, pretty. It's definitely different. It's at least higher really? resolution. It's like gone from 720 okay. to 1080. There's something going on with the colours. I don't know if it's my TV, because I have got a new TV since then too, but the colours are different. It's less washed out. I don't know, I and just... it loads way quicker. It's like oh, I yes. jumped in and got into an online match within like, what, five, less than that minutes. Which is nuts. Yeah, like, like it used the- to have a fairly long pause before it booted from like the Wii U screen, and now it's like all of five seconds, and you're at the menu. It's great. I do think it looks better, but I could be wrong. But I feel like something's happening with the color. <laughs> I mean, I, I just yeah, I just think it just still looks just like gorgeous, and just you know, it sort of gets said every generation. Like, Nintendo games look as good as they need to, and like if Nintendo like. like you know, if Mario Kart was in 4K, would it look any better than this? Or I don't know. It would if you had a 4K TV. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, that's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and that's the podcast. Um, so we'll do a quick wrap-up. I'm not sure if you had any Discord news or bits and pieces to talk about, Troy. No, nothing really. Cool. Uh, everyone just plays Mario Kart every Friday. I know I do. Yeah, um, that'll be happening with Deluxe now. Cool. Do that. You can hit me with lots of blue shells and red shells if you want. Infinite um, star power. Everything at once. Yes. Lightning Bolt can go die in a fire. We have some the reviews that can. don't want to go... <laughs> mm. um, yeah. <laughs> There's some reviews up on the site. Uh, I know that James did the Puyo Puyo Tetris review if you want some more thoughts on what we've talked about earlier on today. Probably more um, articulate as well yeah. than what I said today as well. So. Maybe. <laughs> um, Mario Kart 8, I think Vuk did the review for that. Actually, I know he did the review for that because he didn't sleep for a few days to get it done. So read that, make his lack of sleep justified, I guess. Um, Jackbox Party Pack review. If you don't know what that is, then it's on Switch and there's a review that'll tell you what it is. Um, yeah, no that's... Step snake. Yes, no step on snack. Um, that's, yeah, that's the podcast for this episode. So thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Stephen Ibsen. Uh, Troy, where are you? At Stu Review. And Daniel? Worth Nintendo. And James? I don't know. How, it's so hard to describe this, but it's it's at, and then it's A-T-J-A-M-Z. I'm trying to be like meta, but it's not working because I can't talk about it properly. <laughs> It works better being, in the virtual world. What's the point of being meta if you can't talk about being meta? <laughs> um, so, yeah, give us a review if you want to be a cool person. That would be real nice. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace out. Yo. What up? Jeez. Um, bye. Bye. <laughs>